Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye. And I'm R. Neville Johnston. And uh, the program this evening, I'm flying solo. Mary will be back next week. And uh, this is the program that I would like to design basically uh, and specifically based on your questions. Call in, and uh, this would be a grand organization for it. If you've had a dream, if something upsets you, uh, if there's a situation in your life that you'd like some guidance on, uh, it's perfectly free. Pick up the phone, and uh, we will um, provide a very interesting perspective. I guarantee it. Uh, so I meditate twice a day. This has been for simply eons, and I've had uh, systematic breakthroughs over time. And um, when you say, ah, uh, you're buffering. Your brain is buffering. So if you see a little, you know what's going on there. Perhaps 25 years ago, I got to the point where I began to ask people, what percent of your life do you create? And I would hear, that many years ago, very bizarre answers, such as 17%, 32%, 49%, 51%, fine. Say a decade later, people have gotten to the point where everyone parroted back, why, I create 100% of my life. Comedy, it's where you find it. So then I switched and I began to ask the question, what percent of the time do you realize that you create 100% of your life? <clears throat> and we were back to um, 16, 31, 29, 11, 40, you know, the, so interestingly enough. All right. Now, as time goes on, we do create all of our life. Uh, if you do realize that, then you'll have to take responsibility for everything in your life. And while you're not taking responsibility for everything in your life, you're not realizing that you're creating all of it, and so you play these games. And it is true that uh, we, do, we do do all of this. And um, we were never ever taught to be responsible because when we were small children, our parents took responsibility for us. And uh, these days, perhaps our spouse takes responsibility for us or you know, we were never taught to be responsible for ourselves, but no worries. And um, um, whoever wrote that song, which was not Bob Marley, but whoever wrote the song was absolutely right. So the, I spent a lot of time in meditation. I really, really do. And I came to the conclusion that um, the New Age is doomed because it is staged in an ideal world in the ideal world, when something goes wrong, your only recourse is a bitter disappointment and long-lasting sorrow and lying. Um, but there's nothing much you can do about it in the ideal world. However, I noticed that we live in a perfect world. And when something goes wrong in the perfect world, you have to figure out why that is not wrong. 
Now you can do it by the time-tested method of waiting a lot of time. And it always works because you're going to figure out uh, that automobile accident is the only way I was going to get a new car. Without that, I'd still be driving that thing. So it was perfect. The accident was perfect. There was no accident. Uh, accident's a good word to keep you from taking any sort of responsibility for what happens. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? And then after when I One person on the line, please. And then Dr. Osby did. Listen and just tell it. Yeah. And then say, I'll listen to your answer all. And then all of a sudden, I look again. Coming from the future, as far as I can tell. But then, Dr. Osby was like, uh, caller, can you hear me? Caller, can you hear me? Hello? Hi. Yes. Okay. Speak to me, please. Yeah, uh, hi. My name is Sandra. Sandra, hello. Hi, how are you? I listen to your, t your, your show all the time. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, and I, I, I dreamt something. Normally, I don't... Normally, when I dream, I... In the morning, I don't remember. But something really struck me this this morning. When I woke up, I, I dreamt I was um, looking at the sky. Yeah. Uh, and then I saw, you know where the Muslim pray? The Mecca, yeah, yeah. the black stone? Right, right. Yeah, I saw that up the sky, like oh. where the Muslim went and pray. So uh, at that time, it's like I was in the backyard, and I know this is funny, Dr. Oz, the talk show doctor, I don't know if uh, yeah, I'm familiar. He was he was with me in the show. Then all <laughs> of a sudden, I saw like a lamp, but this lamp, they're very big lamp. L a m p lamp. And lamp. then while I was there, it's like then I saw two helicopter flying. Ah, black helicopters. I'm gonna guess. Yeah, I'm. Ah. Uh, black helicopters. Two sort helicopters. Of, yeah. Helicopters. Okay. The black stone in the sky was the, your um, upgrade, was your being told that you have the right idea, was the idea that... Can I go offline so I can listen on the TV? Sure. Okay. Okay. The, um, this was really, in a way, there's, there's so many elements in this. Um, Dr. Oz would be uh, the person that is connected to a higher consciousness that agreed to come here to assist to wake people up. Very, exactly what this show does. Um, it is me and there are a whole bunch of advisors always around me uh, to talk to people. It's exactly the same thing. So let's just use guru, whatever word you want there. Teacher. Teacher is a great word. Dr. Oz was the teacher. The vision was the black stone in the sky. And the vision was of your faith, of you, of ascension, of becoming more conscious occurring. The helicopters were the fear. The uh, people on our planet that still think uh, they can do anything they want to anyone and get away with it. Like there's no consequence for their thoughts or their actions or what they do. So, and, and so therefore, um, and so all of this was just um, observation. But what you are observing, that takes back all of this, what you are observing is your ascension, is you're becoming more conscious, is you're becoming a person that's um, 
aware of a greater potential within us. And um, um, I want to thank you very much for your call. And please call in again, even later on in this show. But call in because there are so many people. What's um, wonderful about this show is that you actually call in. You, um, they messed with it on the talk shows uh, based on, um, um, oh, what was his name? He was mayor of Cincinnati. Jerry Springer had the idea in that people, I think it was him, could call in. Uh, but this show is very much a forum, a very open forum. Anybody can call in with anything that puzzles them about anything. And you will hear, um, and it is me speaking, and I'll take responsibility for it. However, a great deal of higher frequency information comes through both Mary and I. We just, um, it just comes through. There it is. And uh, there's always more information, and there's always more than one point of view. Uh, so the word certainty is sort of a joke. <laughs> I'm certain about that. Okay, good. All right, now what I was saying is um, years ago, you know, the idea of uh, what percent of your life do you create and then how long, how often are you aware that you're creating all this? And uh, so the revelations I've been having lately about the um, ideal world, which is really no place to be because everything is always uh, malfunctioning there, but the perfect world where there are no malfunctions, if it looks like a malfunction, then it becomes incumbent upon you to figure out what, what's really going on. <clears throat> Why is that love? <clears throat> and then once you can figure out what's going on, <clears throat> you can um, um, take yourself away from it. So I wake up and I meditate in the hypnagogic state as I'm waking up and as I'm going to sleep. So uh, whatever number of mornings ago that was when I was meditating, I recognize that it is actually a perfect world and that everything is going to work out right. And there's nothing I can do to make it happen. And there is nothing I can do to keep it from happening. And many, 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 many years ago, I realized that the people that are going to work with me, uh, work with the show, work with Mary, the people that are coming towards us, there's nothing we can do to stop them. And also, there's nothing we can do to get them to come any quicker. It's just perfect. And I, I, the overlap was um, like going through an airlock. And so, recognizing that it's all perfect and that there's nothing I can do about it, I realized that I don't have anything to worry about. And that had a cataclysmic effect on me, realizing I have nothing to worry about. It's like you're out of work all of a sudden. So I did a very brave and bold thing, and I want you to do it, and I want you to do it now. I want you to write up the pie graph of your life, and I want you to come up with a number that is the percent of your life that you worry. And I'm going to be kind to suggest that it's 97%. Okay, now argue with me all you want, but do it not in my head. Argue someplace else. Thank you. Okay. Now, while you're arguing about what percent of your life you worry, uh, it struck me that since I no longer have to worry about anything, I was going to have 97% more time. And then 
And then the horrifying thought, what am I going to do with all that time? And then the system kicked on. Why? That's a worry. No, you're right. <laughs> doesn't make any difference. It doesn't make any difference. It, I'm, this is a freedom that I grant you, you have to pick this thing up and install it. And I've just explained how, and the new book will explain it. Um, the new book is based on the, the series in the Language Codes books, by the way, which are translating into other languages. Here's the uh, Hispanic version. Codes de la Felicidad. Yeah, <laughs> got it right. I'm amazed. Okay, there we go. Hi. The lower half of my face is a really attractive. Oh, there we go. Hi. The lower half of my face is a really attractive woman. The upper half of it is uh, me. There we go. Anyhow, like I said, uh, you know, a lot of people have never heard of their lower self. In fact, it seems to shock people. My lower self? What is my lower self? I, I wouldn't dare have a lower self. Are you kidding? What? Okay, so then you go, well, lower self, that must be the physical body I'm here. No, the physical body is the pinnacle of between above and below. You know, the, the little triangles that go like that? Right there is you. Your physical body is exactly between above and below. Really? Yes! No, I'm, I'm just having fun. No, yes it is, and I'm having fun. And uh, so I met, um, Drumlow was talking about this on one of his tapes, your lower self is uh, your inner child. And we'll talk more about the inner child if I can remember that. And we have our next caller. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Carol. Carol, what can we do for you tonight? Yes, I'm wondering, you're talking about dream states, etc. Uh-huh. Uh, do you receive more revelations in the meditative state or the dream state, would you say? Hypnagogic. What's that? It's exactly between awake and asleep. And uh, definitely part of my brain is still dreaming. And I've spent I don't know how long with this... Um, like flashcard series of symbols coming up. They go as fast as a subway train goes by. And um, each symbol is, and there's nothing I can spot that's generating it in the brain. Just symbol, 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 symbol. And then, um, then some, so just like tumblers click and something occurs. And then I get a, um, a piece of it, like this morning uh, in that state. Uh, I had uh, because I'm writing, uh, and so I want to search for uh, uh, language codes. Good, good choice of words. Okay, so uh, what happened in the meditation? There's cues to kick the meditation um, on, and uh, so one of the cues is the word magic. So when I thought magic, um, the revelation came that magic is believing. Magic is believing. And it's true. And then we see the small child that uh, uh, wished for a bicycle, and lo and behold, there Christmas morning, there's the bicycle. And the kid who's wished upon a star, who has taken his child magic and created this bicycle, 
and his uh, belief, and that bicycle, by the way, would have taken him to the stars. He could have gone to other dimensions on that bicycle. And he goes, oh boy, oh boy, just what I wanted. And uh, the father or the mother or the parent gnome there out of love for their child goes, oh no, I had to go out and work and get money to buy that bicycle for you. That bicycle did not appear by magic. While I'm telling you from the kid's point of view, it, it occurred by magic. And right there, magic was removed from that child just like that. And so, Magic is believing, and I don't care what anyone thinks, I really, 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 really don't, because uh, so many, 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 many uh, mornings I have said I will practice magic this day. And I used to look for where magic was practiced, but I don't anymore, because there's nothing to worry about. You said it. But am I, am I correct in assuming that uh, in a meditative state, you're between the worlds? Well, in the meditated state, you're supposedly awake. In other words, you're not... I'm awake. I know I'm laying in the bed. I know that... Uh, okay. Yeah. If I look at what time it is, that just takes it right out of the equation. But does that put a different dimension on it as opposed to when your subconscious takes over and you're asleep? Um, the sleeping is not so much the subconscious mind as it is the visitation of the spirit uh, to the astral planes. So the astral planes are a place where, you know how you can be quite upset with someone and fall asleep and in the morning it's just fine, it's like whatever that was happened months ago? That's because your soul and their soul got together on the astral plane and said, sorry about that, oh okay, no worries, all right gone. The astral plane, which I guess we don't understand, it's um, Wonder Woman, no wait, that's another plane, um, had an invisible plane that was something of a joke for those people that follow Big Bang Theory. But um, yeah, the astral plane. Now you can meditate and go there. Uh, uh, there's uh, been an enormous shift in case no one's noticed. Time isn't what it ever was before. Uh, which is a line out of Rocky Horror Picture Show, that the idea that um, time travels at various rates at various times, the, um, the more um, trepidation, worry, whatever, when I'm forgetting that everything's perfect, time slows to crawl. <laughs> but then, oh, but everything's perfect. Why, why is that perfect? It, it slowed to crawl to wake me up because I noticed, God, what is keeping time? And so then I choose, um, you know, if I read um, one page in a book, I'll amend time and the amount of time it takes me to read the page, or if I write a page in a book, that will amend time. So I look for a method by which I'm not without will. Carol, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, one other quick question, if I may. Oh, many, if you wish. Um, as, as, as far as the dream sequence goes, yeah. uh, what is your take on, you know, there are sort of surface dreams, I say surface dreams, where you might wake up and roll over and sometimes you can pick up where you left off type yeah. of thing. And it's a cursory kind of in a room with lots of people, you might be at a party, a mm -hmm. sort, sort of not a very serious type of subject, as opposed to another dream where when you awaken... 
you're at total peace and rest and you want to go back there where it's deeper. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's deeper. You were more into the dream and it affected how you personally felt, your heart rate, your general body feeling. Uh, is, is it that you're sleeping more deeply at that point or what is the difference between those two dreams? Well, there are dreams. Uh, dreams is one of the biggest possible topics. Uh, we've done dozens of shows on dreams. The dream that appears to be entertainment, and I would use that word, they're entertainment dreams. That would be the light right. dream at the party, where you're just uh, with a bunch of friends and everything is okay. And then there's the deeper dreams. Uh, there's the processing of your day's events is a f- form of dreaming. And then there's dreaming that's very, very deep, uh, where you actually meet with uh, even Christ, where you actually meet with um, um, to the more profound aspects of our universe, the place where we um, derive... Oddly, oddly enough, if I may interject, sure. oddly enough, there's never any religious connotation in my dreams, ever. Oh, but oh, that doesn't mean... Christ, I... That, I, that never, even though I'm not an atheist, that, that never is in the dream, ever. Okay. <laughs> the funniest thing happened to me, and this is slightly an aside, and I want to address your... Uh, it doesn't have to be religious to be deep. Okay. Correct. Now, uh, okay. what struck me that was unbelievably funny is that the Pleiadian word for God is om, O-M, om, means God. God's one of the biggest buzzwords there are on this planet. And... Uh, when you say OMG, you're saying OM God. Right. That's ridiculously funny. I'm, fu- yes, well, one of the people on the crew just got it, and he's apparently in a trance state right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh boy. Is he getting <laughs> paid? Uh, yes, we, we give him anything he wants that we don't have to pay for. Now, this show is 100% volunteer. No, I was trying to make a joke. It fell uh, flat. It worked. But. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so uh, the dreams are very important faculty by which we grow and change and evolve. Uh, dreams, without our dreams, we would uh, short-circuit pretty quickly. And I think that's the truth about um, sleep, sleep deprivation, is that you don't get enough dream time. And, right, yeah, uh, that's... Yeah, I think that's the real reason for the deprivation in the phrase. But it's very important that we, um, we are allow ourselves time. So uh, heretofore, when we were awoken, our dreams were shattered by the alarm clock, and we can never fit them back together, so we never got any conscious mind uh, uh, benefit from our dreams because they didn't enter the conscious mind. So in the... over. Um, Oh, God, 20 years. When we started the show, we were this, this version of the show in the year 2000, we were saying, uh, first thing in the morning, what will happen is, if you wake up naturally without being bludgeoned by an alarm clock, the first thing that will start to go through your head is what you did wrong yesterday, okay, which would be you know, roughly equivalent to an alarm. So we said, please retrain your brain to have the first conscious thought in your day be, I claim my power, which the first person did for a very, very long time until I just became my power. 
It's not, uh, I can forget, yes, we all forget, this is the planet amnesia. It's been called the Earth, but we came here to forget so we could remember again, and we're doing a very good job on that, both the forgetting and the remembering again. It is to hang on to the memories. So, uh, <clears throat> uh, as I was saying before, the, the fruit of the uh, expression of realizing that this is a perfect world and that there's nothing I can do to move it along or hold it back. There's, in fact, nothing to do because it's all just perfect. If I don't think it's perfect, then, then I have something to do. I have to figure out why that is actually perfect. And that's a much more interesting game to play than most of them I've ever found available here on the planet because if I'm to figure out why this is perfect and not have 10 years go by before I catch on to why it's perfect, I first have to search for why is that love. But once I got to the point that I just took it for granted that I don't even have to search for why it's perfect anymore, it just is perfect. If I don't know why, that doesn't make any difference. It really doesn't. It's still perfect. I can presume it's perfect even though it doesn't look perfect. Okay, this is exponentially freeing. It's, it's just, there's no way to, it's like getting out of jail. It's like um, waking up. It's like becoming conscious. It just doesn't, I didn't, I had really no plan for this evening's show because I, I just, when I wrote on Facebook, yeah, hi, and I'm, I'm doing this solo, and this is your opportunity, um, I thought, well, there, okay, and if no one calls in, that will be perfect. Uh, what happens to we humans? Carol, you're still there? Yes, I am. Okay, ask any question that you might want. Uh, what happens to us is ego. ego. Stop that. Oh, that's on camera. That's on camera. Okay. Stop being an ego. Mm. Yes, I warned you. Okay. Um, I read two words in a Pleiadian book um, in which this author, um, Christine Day, described the ego mind. Now, I know she described it, okay? And I will quote basically her. It's basically her example. So... Um, we're going to have a meditation, and two people are going to sit opposite each other, and they're going to meditate in silence. Okay, so she announces this, and then she hears, um, what about incense? What about music? What color is the room? Are they sitting on cushions? <laughs> what about crystals? Okay, every bit of that was ego chatter. Every bit of it, ego mind, pardon me, ego mind. So suddenly, like wax removed from my ears, I can hear the ego mind. Now that's fine because it's entertainment. Because the purpose of the ego is to keep you from being forgotten. And the purpose of the ego is to make sure that we're all separate from each other. And the ego is so out of a job because there's no possibility that we are not all unique. There's no possibility like that. We're all separate. We don't require an ego to do it. We, we could not be separate from each other. Now, if we as a group could concentrate on what it is that we have that is in common, yeah, then the world would be a better place. But it will. No well, worries. One other, one other quick question before I hang I'll make up. it two. Come on. Uh, 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 you know, the, the general consensus is that uh, in dreams, <clears throat> our brain is like a computer. Yep. 
and and we're just re, you know we're sifting through the input that we received during the day or the week or whatever. Yep. And we're just sort of sorting it out. Is it more than that? Oh God, yes. Uh, okay. That is singularly the most simplistic, to the point I would ignore its simplistic interpretation of what's going on in dream time. In dream, picture yourself now multiplied by five trillion. Okay, that's your dream time. Okay, <laughs> there's seven billion of us on the planet. Yeah, you can make the number larger. We are a colossus when we are in our dreams. I'm having a nightmare. The nightmare is the, um, Marius said, uh, any nightmare is a doorway into a greater consciousness, and I quite agree. Uh, this greater consciousness is um, you. This, uh, I'm telling you, the, the realization that there is, everything is perfect, and there's nothing I can do about it, and I don't have to worry about it at all. Uh, and it, it's, I'm suddenly living on, well, a primitive planet. Really? Yes. Uh, that's not ego? No, not really, because look around. Okay, I see your point. All right. No, uh, um, you know, the non-Bob Marley, the person that wrote, Don't Worry, Be Happy? My God. Yeah. Well, that's it. Well, let's see you not worry. Well, I'd like to not worry, but it worries me. <laughs> Come over here. <laughs> Smack yourself around. I don't have time. Actually, I do have time. I just don't have interest. Right, right. Yeah, well, I've taken I've taken up too much of your time, and I appreciate. No, you no such thing. I'd love to believe you, but well, thank you very much for calling, and we'd love you to call in again, even uh, later in the show. Um, but there's 150 books. Uh, Mary has a whole um, uh, uh, series of discs uh, on uh, dreaming that. Uh, Go to Telepathic TV and you'll see there that you can... Um, and she, on a regular basis, teaches dreaming class. I, I just dream. I don't... Uh, <laughs> it's an interesting world and I wonder where this will go because it hasn't that much gone away. I mean, I've had to remind myself that, I'm, uh, that there's nothing to worry about. But, you know, like when I said, oh, gee, I have 97% more free time, what will I do with it? Whoops, that's a worry. It doesn't matter. It'll take care of itself. It doesn't. I don't have to fill anything. It's like, uh, it's like you've, you've been running, what a race, what a race, yes, and suddenly you, you don't have to, do you? No, I don't. You're supposed to play the ego. I knew that. <laughs> okay. No, it's like, hey, Human race, yeah, you guys finish it. I'm, I'm busy. I, I gotta go have, I gotta go be happy. Eckhart Tolle, you know how he chuckles every once in a while? Just for no reason you can comprehend. I believe he made it to this state where it's just, it'll take care of itself. You don't, you don't, you, you, oh, you wanna do something? Decide, yeah? Okay, that's what you can do, decide. I decide I'm happy. You heinous fiend, good, you're back, yes, good. Okay, <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's just have fun. What did you come here to do? I'm busy being oppressed. Uh, how's that working for you? Uh, I'd like to get out of it. Okay, well, decision! Oh, it's that easy. No, I've been lying. Now, I found out sarcasm doesn't work. I used to think it did. Uh, but no, people don't understand when you're sarcastic. N never mind you're Sheldon Cooper. Um, just, you just... Here, call in. Somebody call. Carol, are you still there? 
Carol, well, thank you for calling and loved your call and thank you for that. And uh, somebody else call in and we will just have a grand chat because what is life? And hi, caller, what's your name, please? Hey, Neville, it's Leslie. Leslie, hey, how are you? I'm good. Glad to hear it. Welcome. Well, I just wanted to share something with you. You know, when I have dreams, I, I haven't ever had spiritual content that I'm aware of in my dreams. Hmm. And um, one day I, I had a dream, and I woke up in the dream, and I was so excited because I was in a classroom situation, and there was something spiritual being taught. But I didn't have time to realize what it was because I was so shocked to see that you were the teacher. Well, thank you very much, and I'll, I'll tone that down for you. So you do have spiritual dreams. I'm sure, but I just didn't remember. And, 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 you know, so, and the other thing I wanted to say was I, too, had come to the realization that everything is perfect, and it is quite an amazing thing. Yes. And uh, it is quite freeing. And the other thing I wanted to mention was, you know, when you're going to meditate, you're stilling the mind, right? And Helps. then when your mind starts going off, I'm wondering if that isn't sleeping while you're awake. Okay, I agree. Let me just say that well, part of the meditation and, and all this stuff that's come through is that 100% of everything is on my side. Now, I got that a long time ago, that it's all on my side. And one day, it struck me that any thought that happens to flip, flip cartwheel through my head is on my side no matter what it looks like. No matter what it looks like, it's on my side. Hmm. Okay, yes, which did away with unbelievable tracks of nonsense. Once you understand that you are on your side, everything is on your side. There is nothing that happens in your life that is not on your side. So that brought in the, um, uh, the term presence perfected. I haven't heard that. I made it up. Oh, okay. <laughs> Presence perfected means that no matter where you are, no matter what thoughts in your head, it's perfect. So um, uh, some thought of guilt, okay? I feel really bad. I, I did something. Okay, and so um, the ego mind and guilt, guilt, okay. Guilt is endemic. The guilt is... Um, uh, if you've ever seen anyone hurt themselves, you know how the kids were hurting, uh, cutting themselves, that's, be, that's guilt. Whenever you are hurting yourself, you are doing attrition. You are making up for the guilty thing you did. Pardon me while I flog myself so the audience gets the idea. Uh, this is not sackcloth, but pretend it is for the sake of our conversation. I'm wearing sackcloth because... Um, I'm not wearing sackcloth. That's all nothing, uh, no consequence. The, the, we are taught, taught so many ways to disguise love, no matter what it is. It's a form of love, really. It's, you diabolical fiend, how dare you say that? Well, there's only love, and even fear is love, and doubt is love, and it's all love. Uh. So you're saying everything's perfect. Well, it doesn't take me long to get back there. Huh? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Ah, excellent. Okay. So you got any notes on that class? <laughs> no, unfortunately I don't remember. No, no, no. A different decision. Make a different decision. That I can remember? Well, that's a different decision. Yes, yeah. 
this, yeah, you are on your side. Everything is on your side. It was tucked away from you because you didn't, um, uh, it wasn't the right time. One, two, three, it's the right time. Yeah, it was just surprising to see you there. It was just, I, I think it almost woke me up, you know. I, I probably did wake up after that, which is why I don't remember what. Doesn't what matter. Dream about. it again tonight. Yeah. Pick a so, subject. Let me ask you one other thing. Certainly. Uh, ask I me two other things. I fell down the steps one time, and my father was there, and uh, he ran up the steps to block my fall, so I only Ooh. fell halfway down the stairs. But I, I looked up at him, and I said, oh, my God, I think I'm going to faint. And he said, my eyes never shut, but I can tell you that I was someplace else. I was like in a room of people. I could hear people talking, and I couldn't see anything, but I could hear them. And over the din of people talking, I could hear somebody calling my name. And then, uh, it's Leslie, Leslie, and next thing I know, I'm looking up at my father's face. Now, where do you think I went? Okay. Now, um, a lot happened in that single moment. First of all, uh, your dad's preventing your falling, did prevent your physical body from falling, but I believe your spirit landed in a place where you would have been unconscious at the bottom of the steps. You're with me? Uh-huh. Okay, the place you went. Now, I, for uh, simply, I don't know how many years now, I take people between lives to meet the group that I call their theater troupe. I went to meet mine. Let me just go there, and then we'll come back to Dad and the fall. Um, when I was shot to death, um, and uh, I figured out that I could go between lives, and I went to meet with a guy that shot me to death, and I went specifically to find that being and to tell them how much I loved them for shooting me to death, because I wouldn't be sitting here right now if that hadn't occurred. I wouldn't be who I am to any degree. Uh, I don't know who I would have been, but it wouldn't have been me. Yes, I'd be someone else. Fine. Mm -hmm. Okay, so in that way, uh, where you landed was in that place between lives. And the people you heard are your theater troupe. And um, uh, if, we take some, if I take someone there and we take a serious look at this, You'll see rehearsals. <laughs> you'll see showtime. You'll see the dress rehearsal. You'll see showtime called birth. Okay, and whoosh, there it is. And all of these lines and all of these things. And so I just had to salute the nobility of the person that agreed to play the role of the nemesis that shot me to death. Love him for it. And then when I loved him, the uh, our parts changed, I no longer have to shoot him in the next lifetime. I don't have to shoot anybody, which is like a great relief in its own way. Yeah, it so, ended the cycle. Yeah, it did. And so in that brief moment, you got a look at what's going on, what's really going on around you. And that was all the voices talking. Is she all right? Yeah, she landed on her head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then she's fine. What are we here for? I don't know. Somebody called a meeting. Does anybody have minutes? What's the meeting about? And that's how much you're going to wake up. And how many times Dad and you have had um, lifetimes together where there's been variations on that. This time he caught you. That would have been fatal if we go back to a past life. Well, you can see that one's loud. But, um, and future ones where you don't have to fall down the steps. 
So this point, um, email or something sometime if this interests you. And, it and does interest me. Do you ever find people that can't be regressed? Yes, but I hit them with a hammer and then they're just fine. <laughs> no, I haven't. This is, God, since 79 I've been doing this. Yeah, 79. Would it make sense? I mean, would it be real to me or would it be very abstract? You're going to have to make your own decisions, but I'll do it this one for you. It'll be very real. Well, we're going to have to get together and do that. That just sounds like too Thank much you. fun. Yeah. Uh, well, excellent. Okay. Um, you know, email and so forth. So, anything else? No, that's about it. Thank you so much for your show. Well, Leslie, thank you very much for being uh, calling in, and we love your calls here. And uh, uh, there's a lot to be uh, accomplished here in the world. It's really, truly wake up to go. Oh, here's um, thanks again, Leslie. Uh, oh, this is the latest painting which I posted on Fine Art America yesterday. I think it sounds right. This was originally called. What was this originally called? Oh, uh, what you, re what you sow, you reap, was the original name of it, uh, but that left a taste in my mouth that I didn't care for. Really, what was that? Um, guilt manipulation. Uh, 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 so it reeks, uh, you know, wheel of karma. Uh, Let us replace the term wheel of karma with the term education. Far less guilt, right? Okay. If you get the moment, fade back in, but it doesn't matter really because it's little hearts growing out of... And anyhow, it's... Um, uh, go to the website and uh, there's uh, me and there'll be an opportunity to go look at that painting more carefully on our website which is televalictv.com. There it is. There we go. As though my magic. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, Neville. This is Jackson calling from Fairfax. Hey, Jackson. Hi, how are you? So I'm having this problem. Um, so a bunch of my friends got together and, and told me more about this whole Bitcoin craze. Yeah. And, and sadly, I got sucked into it and um, I lost a lot of money, and I, I'm just lost. Um, okay. And, but I can't find, you know, I lost my retirement savings, I lost pretty much my 401k and everything, and I, uh, I was wondering maybe if you could tell me what, like, my future could be. Is okay, there okay. Like Let us say that rather than the word loss, the word loss is what's killing you at the moment. I don't mean that word. But Absolutely. What's going on is that you set yourself free. I yeah. have always said that if I lost everything, quote, lost everything, I would gain everything. The American Indians really do uh, uh, right. espouse well, that can, philosophy. Can I else, oh, okay, um, let me just do in, this point. Okay. In, in West Philadelphia, born and raised, Mm -hmm. um, the, the playground was where I spent the most of my days, and then um, chilling out, nice and relaxing at a cool. Hello. Well, Jackson, let me uh, let me uh, uh, work on you a little bit uh, off the air here. Uh, while, uh, 
while we're not talking directly, but do understand. Um, so if all of this is lost, what is gained is a freedom. If everything was taken, I would simply go for a walk and not would I, I wouldn't particularly have to go back. I would just go for a walk and whoever I w ran into would be the next little um, piece of my life. We get uh, very caught in the idea of everything being neat and this is here and that's there and um, uh, something disruptive like this uh, makes it the illusion that uh, we've been uh, put upon, but it is actually uh, Forrest Gump did it really perfectly, and, and that was such a brilliant movie, and I salute Tom Hanks for playing the role, uh, because when he lost everything, he, uh, well, he ran, but essentially he went for a walk, and um, people began following him, and it, it just, it, it, a door opens, Jackson, a door has opened for you, identify it and go through it, but do not feel badly, do not, you know, none of this stuff. Just go ahead and become the better you because all of that was moved so that you could be free, be happy. Um, all of this stuff. It's funny, that was an energy signature that I noticed around there. So um, thank you very much for calling, Jackson. We appreciate the call. Okay. Now, where are we? Oh, this is the crystal ball on the uh, waveform generator. That um, So we'll put a program in it, as we've done on weeks past. Okay, just by touching it. And yes, that's a correct answer. And it is that every, everybody realized that everything is perfect. And we could do away. Uh, on the advanced planets, by the way, germane to this whole thing, you can tell the planet is advanced because... Um, there's no more currency on Star Trek uh, paradigm of advanced civilization. When they played poker, they didn't bet anything other than time because that's really what there is. There's time. Money is part of the illusion. So let me uh, defrag time. The uh, Marianne Rada, and I believe this is her, I can never tell who puts what in my head, where and when, but it's there, so here it is. Uh, the, if you haven't seen the movie Matrix, go see the movie Matrix. The form of the Matrix, reality. The form of the Matrix is consciousness. I add to it that the consciousness is generated by the words you think in, okay? Like loss and gain, okay? So the form of the Matrix, Consciousness. The substance of the matrix, that's love. Everything is love. That's why if you're attempting to see through the form, you really do have to question it. You know, you, you have to, uh, have to is a bully speaking. You <clears throat> understand much more rapidly when you search on why is this love, in or and you're doing that in order to understand the consciousness that's flying around it, if you're with me. And then the breath of the matrix is time. Uh, I knew someone who passed away, and uh, then I realized they had simply left the matrix. Their time. 
I've always said if someone was going to kill me, I would like to say three things. One, this is the official end of my incarnational contract. I did a good job. Two, I'm going on to something far more interesting, and I guarantee it. And three, I love you for pulling, <laughs> for pulling the trigger. Center of mass, don't mess this up. And that's it. Like that. Yeah, we are, we are powerful. We have no clue as to how powerful we are. We're not, we're, yes, we are sitting here in a body. That is a correct answer. But the events around us, the reality we perceive, 100% within our command. So let me just review, because I'm not certain how many people are catching on to this. Everything is perfect. Uh, there's nothing you can do about it. You cannot correct it. If you want to correct something, that's your ego. That's a tell. I'd like to fix that person over there for existing. Really? No, that's your ego. That's your ego? Yes. Uh, really? It looks like they're doing... No. It's perfect. Really? Yes. Take a look. Oh, God, yeah, I see your point. Hmm. Okay, well, then they can fix that. Okay? Now, everything is perfect. Cannot make it move faster. Cannot make it move slower. Just is. Once you take it on faith that everything is perfect, you're out of a job, dude. You don't have to worry about a thing that's perfect. It's perfect. It screams out loud all the time. It's perfect. We just never heard it before. Once everything is perfect, we can all just dance. There's absolutely no reason not to do what it is you would love to do. Well, then love getting up and going to work. You know, just love it. Just, it's perfect. I cannot communicate. I can, and I'm doing it right now. The volume of magic that is available to you when you recognize everything is perfect is ineffable. It's a great word for not having a word for a word, isn't it? It's perfect. And inevitable, we might add. All right, anyone else have any other question they would like to ask? I don't know what our timing's like. We probably have a few minutes. Uh, the crew, who there is of the crew, and I will be at uh, Ruby Tuesdays in, oh, 15, 20 minutes from now. But it does have to be Thursday night around 9.30. But come join us. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to see you. Uh, if you wish to call in and you did not, you can come and ask me at the uh, Ruby Tuesdays. That'll be fun. fun. I tell you, it's all fun. It's fun. I tell you, it's fun really is. And it gives you something to do. So you got all this. Everything is perfect. <coughs> <You don't coughs> therefore, <coughs> you don't have to worry about anything. If you notice worry, it's your ego. It's your ego. 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 It's a time delay. That is the funniest thing. Because my fingers are moving at a different rate than the monitor is moving. 
but fun. See, it's everywhere. Oh, your inner child. Your inner child is your lower self. What's above your soul, what's below inner child, your self. Bod, right in the middle. Okay? When the moment, and I so got over everything, I had to um, concern. Yes, he had a concern. What was the concern? Oh, the ascension. At the moment of the ascension, and when I got in touch with my inner child, and by the way, your inner child knows everything, uh, and your inner child is roughly four, and doesn't want to do anything but have fun. And um, my inner child assures me that at the moment of the ascension, they'll take care of it. Step back. Let inner child drive. It's that simple. This will be a grand ending to the series. <laughs> okay, so conceptually, sure, nobody has a question. We got one minute. Call in right now. Pick up the phone. You got three minutes. Pick up the phone. It's a lot of fun. Okay. All right. Puzzle pieces, they all fit together. It seems like so many years ago, a few days ago was. <laughs> it really does. We used to, yeah, uh, uh, the phrase had been, um, uh, gee, that, that just evaporates because it wasn't that important, but at the time it was. If you spot it, you got it. That was the phrase. In other words, if that person over there is annoying you for some reason, Whatever that reason is, it's you. That really looks like them. Nope, it's you. I cannot possibly accept this. It flies in the face of my precious ego. That's right. Now, how's that working for you? Fine. Now, look, have fun. It's what you came to Earth to do. This is the easiest proof there is. The more fun you're having, the easy proof, the more fun you're having, the more alive you are. The less fun you're having, the less alive you are. Everything's perfect. You have nothing to worry about. Go ahead, worry about it, then hang on to the worry. And I won't even ask how that's working out for you because you already did that. You're not that dumb. Right? Yeah? Oh, how difficult can this be? No, don't answer that because it's not difficult. Fun, 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 fun. Was it Beethoven? Joy, 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 joy. Yes? Yeah, yeah. All right. Email, contact, write it on a piece of paper and throw it like an airplane. It'll get here. It's called telepathy. Oh, yeah, another thing. Your telepathy goes through the ceiling once you're not worrying. It's not... Well, yeah, not through the ceiling. That's technically actually correct because it goes straight up and then down from straight down into the person you're telepathically talking to, but yet another series of events. So uh, it'd be fun to move to another planet, don't you think? I mean, like a nice one, a civilized one where everybody has a beautiful estate and you get to paint or scream or laugh or do what it is you do. Not out of the question. Hey, if you're following... Oh, follow me on Facebook, by the way, and Mary also. Uh, join uh, both of us uh, on Facebook, as well as Telepathic TV. But we post stuff that's not um, through Telepathic TV. Some is, some isn't, but uh, all of the paintings get posted, for example. I'm working on the next one. 
gives me something to do. All right, it's been fun, it's been real, you two, love you, thank you for your calls, thank you for everything. It was a grand show and you assisted. Thank you.